to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hello, and in today's episode of People Like Us, I am joined by Anna Hertel. Anna, hello, thank you for coming along today. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. My pleasure also. So, as always, first question, Anna, would you like to tell me about where you grew up? <laughs> um, well, until I was 11 and a half, I grew up in Germany. Uh, near Frankfurt. And this was in 1996 when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, USA uh, with my parents, but not with my siblings uh, due to my dad's business transferring. Mm -hmm. And then I grew up in Atlanta. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But without your siblings? Without my siblings. So how was that then? Because I'm guessing for the first 11 and a half years, depending on if they are older or younger, um, that you would have had a good chunk of time with them. Yeah, they were both older. Uh, my sister being 10 years older and my brother seven. Mm -hmm. They were already on their way to becoming adults. And I think it was never a question whether they would come along because it would have meant too much of a disruption for them. Um, and I think there was also a visa complication that because my sister was above 18 and my brother, I think at that point as well, that they just simply couldn't join. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just from one day to the next, it seemed like, okay, we're just gonna be half a world away. And that was it. And how was that? I think as a child, I adapted because there was so much novelty to being not just in a new home, but also geographically in a very different climate, new plant. I mean, everything was so new mm. that I just adapted. But looking back on it now, I see how much sadness it caused, mm. um, especially with my brother. I was very close with him. and. It, I think there was an unknown factor to it all. And, you know, calling them at that time, it meant calling cards and the time difference was so different. And I think we went long stretches without talking to each other. Um, and I think this is why my sister and I were very close, but I think we have to catch up on a lot of time now. Mm -hmm. And, would that also be the case with um, extended family back in Germany? Yeah, I think I was very good at going back to Germany on a regular basis during my adolescence. Um, and I, my mom is from a small island in the North Sea. So <laughs> going from Frankfurt to that little place, it takes the same amount of time as going to Atlanta. <laughs> Right. And, but I would, at that time, I would really make it a point to stay connected to them. But over the next decade or so, it really, it fell into the background. 
and I, I really lost connection to those very small places in the world that still have such a significance in who, where my family came from and who I am and where I came from as well. Mm -hmm. So going back on those visits then, did it feel like you were coming home? Did you still feel German or were you starting to feel American or, or what was that like for you? What was very odd is that I went through a time period at around 13 to 14 where I was almost obsessively trying to understand my country's history um, and the atrocities of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like being away from Germany was now the time to look into what Germany actually is. And now again, as, a, as an adult, I look back and I say, I, I never really integrated with the children. I just kind of, it's, it's almost like oil and vinegar. Like you can stir it up for a while and it looks like it's mixed, but it ends up separating. And I think that's that's a good analogy for how I I lived during that time. And now being in the states, if you get the uh, the classic question, "Where are you from?" How how do you handle that one? I'm German. That's what it is. I but I also know this is not the truth because I am also very Americanized in my ways. And now living in California, I'm definitely more of a Californian. Mm -hmm. and, but I'm also not fully a Californian. So I'm a German who lives in California, who's a Californian. And it doesn't make any sense, so but it does. <laughs> a bit of this, a bit of that. And, I, and I'm reminded of the poem that, you know, the, oh, I'm reminded of it, but I'm struggling to uh, repeat it about too foreign here, too foreign there, never enough for both sort of thing. Not really feeling like you fully belong in mm -hmm. either one. Is that, would that be fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think what also tends to happen, so I may exhibit, let's say, a, a stereotypical trait. I like to analyze and problem solve. Uh, that's who I am. It's not because I'm German that I have these traits. It's simply by who I am genetically and by how I was raised. Um, but Americans will say, oh, you're so German mm -hmm. because of those character traits. And it, it's very odd because when you hear this again and again and again, you become kind of this product of the stereotypes on how people perceive you from their judgment on that country, country's mm -hmm. personality, when it, it's not completely fair. Um, I'm not sure if that makes sense. Sure. So in hearing people say to you things like that, and it's 
basically people trying to categorize you put them put you into a box that they feel comfortable with that they understand but what's it like on the inside for you when you hear these comments for me I'm thinking it, it can be tiring to have to keep listening to that and either having to explain or choosing not to and then still thinking about it on the inside so yeah I'm, I'm curious what, what's that like for you um, I feel like it's very much like motherhood where two feelings coexist perfectly. I get really angry uh, internally I, and I got frustrated. The feeling of being misunderstood is so upsetting to me. Um, and I know that we all have a tendency to want to categorize and to understand. But yeah, it's tiring. And I think it gets to a point where you just stop explaining. And in my case, kind of giving up. Um, Yeah, what, what you say there about, you know, the feeling of being misunderstood, I think that's, that's something that most third culture kids would, would be able to relate to. What was it like then finding out that there's a whole tribe of people like us, as it were, <laughs> so people who do understand? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been amazing. I and I'm, I'm still so surprised that I, I lived 25 years without knowing about this term. And I mean, I even went to an international school, so I don't. I really wonder because I, I've, I've really gone on quite the search of identity over the last 10 to 15 years. And now reading all the posts online and, and diving more, I, of course I went and ordered all the books. <laughs> and because we're actually going to move back to Germany, that's a whole different ball game. And um, it's finally like reading the stories and kind of quote unquote, the science behind it that is finally giving answers to a very big question that I've had in the past without really knowing that that was the root cause of it all. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think from that point on, I've been able to have a position in the world with more confidence. Like I no longer have to explain, like now I know what it is that I'm feeling mm -hmm. and I will continue to feel. There's never a step back. There's just a, an acceptance and a union that comes with the experiences of growing up. So what I'm like hearing that. there is um, comfort around mm -hmm. knowing what it is that you're feeling. Yeah. I guess knowing the, the whys and would it be also fair to say that you're not the only one feeling like that. And that can be comforting too, to know that there's other people like us out there. Exactly, yes. I think of um, my own 
experience around the, the question, where are you from? And my own personal struggles with that question. And I used to think it was only me. And it was um, liberating when I found out that, oh, other people struggle with that too. And of course, other TCK things that, that we do. You mentioned, um, and I'm going to bring this up now, just before we started recording, the subject of identity and mm. that you have a two-year-old daughter and how she's been brought up by you, by raised by you in the world. Would you mm. like to comment on that? Absolutely. I think it's such a interesting and, and also challenging topic because it's it's so hard to know what's right in parenting, right? Um, so Amalia was born uh, November, 2019. And so in March, we went into lockdown here in 2020. My siblings um, were able to come out and my parents for her birth. We were very lucky that the timing worked out. And we also had my husband's mom and sister who are French-based, France-based. And the sister actually at that point in the Ivory Coast were able to come out in December to help. But after that, pretty much nothing. So we went for the first year, which should have been having family around, maybe even traveling with her as an infant to connect to the family, mm -hmm. to now having to live on the photo stream and sharing every single moment. And I think it, it created such a tremendous deep cut. Mm. And my husband was far quicker on even just bringing up the topic of, you know, could you imagine maybe either going to Europe for longer periods of time? Um, I, of course, was my <laughs> all or nothing thinking. Uh, said, oh my gosh, I can't possibly move. Like we're in a mid pandemic, we have a young child. Like how is this possibly going to work out? And, and by the way, uh, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even comfortable in Europe anymore. I'm an American. So I went completely 180 degrees because mm -hmm. it just felt so insecure and, and um, threat, threatening to me to have to pick up my home. However, at the same time, I was profoundly missing a feeling of home and that was connected to family. And so last summer when we were both vaccinated and the airlines seemed to have gotten their act together, we said, you know what, let's, let's go to France and Germany to see our families finally. And long story short, we made the choice that for Amalia, it's the best if we move back so that she can grow up surrounded by cousins, aunts, uncles, or of course our siblings. Mm -hmm. My husband having three sisters who are all in France now, and obviously there's the next generation growing up as well. We have since selected a place because it's near an international school, because I felt it was the most important for her to still grow up in a IB environment and 
a world-focused education. Also because she's actually growing up with four languages. So I couldn't, because obviously my husband talks French, I talk German, together we talk English, and our daycare is actually Spanish. And they do a wonderful job. And I couldn't say no to this because I said language is the greatest gift we can give her to be able to communicate with all different kinds of people around the world. And her little brain is doing so wonderful on four languages. We're staying consistent, but I want her to know where her family's from on both sides. I want to travel. I want to show her the histories like the tremendous histories of these countries. And it's so scary to think that come next year after I complete my master's, that I'm going to be back in German, like Germany. So am I now the American in Germany? <laughs> because I'm not the German. <laughs> but it's, it's for her. I want her to have roots. As I yeah. hear you say that, that you want your daughter to have roots. Yeah. I'm hearing, I want her to have what I don't have. Yeah. It's, I am. Um, and this has been consistent from 1996 onward. The sound of birds in Germany, I played on YouTube. It's the feel of the, be it the cobblestones or the pattern of the pavement that's being used on the pedestrian sideway. It's the sound of the train the cars, the different engines of cars. It's the fact that people are quieter. Mm -hmm. It's that the whole world is quieter than here. It brings a level of calmness to the soul that for the longest time, I just acknowledged it and said, okay, yeah, so be it. But when I went back with her in July, there was something I felt internally that said, this is where you need to be raising your daughter because this level of calmness that you're feeling will only be a positive impact on her. Yeah, and so I think I found the courage to say, let's do it. Let's um, pack up our things and start over. Where she will have that place to call home, a, pl a place to belong. A place to belong, exactly. So I'm guessing mixed emotions about the move. There's got to be some excitement in there, but uh, also leaving behind the States where you've lived for a considerable chunk of your life, your, your yes. teenage years, those formative years. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I have to be careful because a, a part of me 
once you approach it very cutthroat, very like, you know what, we're just going to pack it up because I mean, I have, I have dear friends here, mm -hmm. but the only two friends that I really have are since 1996 from the international school that I am still very much in touch with and still friends in Germany that I ever so often check in with. And since then I've only had friendships on the surface and I've come to accept that there's no, that there is only a limited level of connection that I can have with these individuals. And so a part of me says, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just go back to the family, go back to where it all started and just continue onward, right? I have my own family now and I'm, I'm gonna do what my parents did with our little family in 1996, pack up the bags and go. Mm -hmm. The other side of me, of course, is being far more analytical and being like, oh my gosh, you have all your connections here. Like, you know how to troubleshoot everything. How is it gonna be? Because I internally, I still feel like that child that left Germany, but yet I have to act as an adult when I go. Mm -hmm. So I think the only way of knowing is just do it and, and accept this duality of emotions. You say just do it. It sounds like you've given it considerable um, thought and preparation. As you think ahead, obviously you you know you describe going back to Germany and that's where you want to raise your child so she knows where she's from. In your mind, is Germany forever? Or is it the case of let's see what happens? Uh, I mean, I think the the romantic in me wants it to be forever you know i mm. i want the world to become smaller again i want it to be more family focused internally focused um and giving giving her a sense of stability that i think i didn't have with with a big move in 96. Um, but I also know that this is not the world we live in now. And there, there's absolutely no point in saying this is forever because we simply don't know. Sure. And, but I think from now on, we're going to make the decision based on what's best for Amalia and, and her sense of belonging and and if she's doing well in the school, then we're not going to pull her out. I mean, it's, I think um, she's going to be a determining factor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ella, a topic that comes up often in the um, TCK world is that of reverse culture shock. So going mm -hmm. back to your passport country and finding finding it unexpectedly difficult for sometimes just you know, surprising reasons or things that you might not have considered. What are your thoughts there? 
I'm I'm almost phobic. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I don't know what I don't know. Um, and yeah, it's I think I'm my personal plan is just to to have an open mind and to come from a place of, of caution and just treating it as if I'm going to a country I don't know because I, I don't know Germany. And if my narrative is exactly what it is, namely that I lived for 26 years in the US and, and, and really act from such a place, then I think I will be safe in the sense that I won't do certain things that are considered rude or disrespectful. Um, and I'm gonna start asking, asking the questions to the family, to the people that I know can give me the answers. And when I'm insecure, I'm just gonna ask. I'm not gonna feel ashamed or as I'm doing something wrong. If my German is not on point, so be it. It's, yeah, I think it's the acceptance. Yeah, and of course you do, you will have that advantage of, yes, you do know the language, even if there might be slight uh, nuances which are not quite um, in sync because of how language moves and, and keeps up to date and stuff. But it sounds like um, an exciting move to come. And what I'm hearing also is that what you're wanting to give for your daughter is that place to belong, the place to call home, but keeping up the languages, the international school. So keeping up some of that internationalness, I'm going to call it, um, that we TCKs know um, come with huge benefits. Absolutely. Well, and it's a worldview. It's, I think it's... The the default thought is always to see it from someone else's perspective. Mm. And this is something I want to give to her, to know that her way is not the way, but a way. And to embrace how different cultures do different things and there are different value systems and to never place one above the other. And I mean, the girl has three passports. <laughs> she is already, I mean, what, what, there's a term for that as well, right? It's, um, she's going to have her questions because she was born in California. She is an American citizen. And yet she's also by birth, a German and by paternity, a French citizen. So, I, yeah, my wish for her is that she can embrace it and, and become, in quotes, a citizen of the world while having a very firm sense of where she belongs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anna, we've got just a few minutes left. I'm going to ask you about something slightly different just before we wrap up, and that's on the topic of your siblings, 
who didn't mm-hmm. get to go to the States and haven't had these sorts of things to think about in the same way that, that you've had. What do you think it's been like for them watching you go and live somewhere else, become American, now coming back? What do you think they think about it? Well, the two of them are very different in their approaches. I think my my brother, because we've had a closer relationship and just more close conversations. I mean, I think, first of all, they, they both felt abandoned and, and left behind as they were not part mm-hmm. of the journey. I mean, of course, they were always looking forward to coming to the U.S. And I think my, they both embraced it as the U.S. kind of became their second home. They really were able to come frequently. But I had an interesting clash with my sister just, um, I was just back in Germany, I think two, three weeks ago. It, it was about food. Mm-hmm. I like to cook and we eat two warm meals a day, very much like the American family. Sure. My sister eats her primary meal at lunchtime or snacks. And then dinner is a little lighter meal. And I was very much focused on, can we cook something for dinner? And I just, I came from this place of like, look, I'm just different. Like I eat two warm meals and we're just different. We have different culinary needs Mm. because of the way we grew up. And it's funny because she's gonna hear this on the podcast and we haven't (laughs) really even discussed it. So she's gonna be like, what? Um, But I, I thought this was just such a tiny little topic but this is exactly how the differences come to be. Yes. Um, and it can create tension, uh, especially around food. <laughs> um, there's also a big vegan movement right now in Germany and we don't have it here, right? So mm-hmm. it's a <laughs> whole other ballgame. So that comes back to um, communication. Yep. And, and talking openly without judgment, without assumptions and aggression. Um, and, and I think it starts out with, hey, what was the time like for you? Because we just accepted it. We never really talked about it because um, we thought this was how it, how it was going to be. I thought we thought it was going to be forever. So mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of work to do to make up. New beginnings. Oh, yeah, new beginnings. Anna. I wish you the best of luck with thank you. It sounds amazing and I'll keep you updated. (laughs) And the love for your child comes through and you know the what the life you you're creating for her. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you today, Anna. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.